Welcome to Football Hot Boys, the show where three hot seamen talk about football, Navy parties, old racist white guys, and plan the hypothetical murder of an NFL head coach. And I found a um, Lawrence Taylor, like... like oh, I'll show it Lawrence Taylor masturbation card. I don't know. Yeah, finish the sentence. It's it's just him with a gym sock around his dick facing the wall. Um, and you get a piece of the gym sock. Yeah, it's it's like in the card. But it's, yeah. it's like a painted Lawrence Taylor. Oh, that's cool art. I like that art yeah. a lot. That's almost yeah. like that NFL street art. That's really rad. Yeah. There was only 10 of them printed. Damn. And uh, only one's ever been graded. Because when you go on PSA, you can see the, the average auction price and you can see the population. Right. What so was it, it and was, how much? It, it, it was a 10, and it was like 50-something-odd bucks. And I'm like, nice. well, that's, that's still a nice return for getting it graded. And then I went on eBay, and I found two other ones of them that were going for five bucks. So I just bought them, and now I have three of the 10 that have ever existed. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to send them in all to get graded, and I'll sell probably all three of them. But um, but yeah. But if you own them all, you can drive the park price. Yeah, dude, you should just try to collect them all, man. You got yeah, just try to collect th- them all, and thirty percent. You, you can sign them into Exodia, and then I can just win the Shadow Tournament. I don't know what the fuck it was called. <laughs> I think you're getting Digimon mixed up with this. Like, chill. You, you know the guy who like there's one guy that owns like a, like almost all the chart first edition Charizards in the world. Was he like put him in a there's big one vault guy and swim in them I'm, like. No, he just he's like the biggest Pokemon card collector. Yeah, dude, think and about it. You got three of them. You know the guy just you could just char- like be like, I'll give you seventy bucks. You yeah, I'll give you seventy bucks for the one you just bought. He made twenty bucks. Now you have forty percent of the cards. You're gonna be running the market in those Lawrence Taylor masturbation cards in yep. no time, man. Speaking of the cards, how are the Cardinals? <laughs> I mean, tortured transition. Yeah, I, I feel like you're. <laughs> You want to go somewhere specific with this, maybe? No, I was just doing a... It was a football thing. Fuck off. I, don't, I haven't been on here in a while. I'm not, not very... Also, since we're speaking of fun gift ideas for mm-hmm. Christmas that's coming up... In um, 11 months. <laughs> do, do you want to go all in and buy uh, Pete a signed Falcons uh, helmet from Matt Ryan? <laughs> that's not a bad idea man that would be what, what's it going for 262 oh that's a Ooh, little no yeah nope, nope. that's too much that's for a, a gag gift yeah that's an expensive prank that for yep. something that actually has value which is the other thing I, <laughs> we can find something that's signed yeah if we find something that's signed for like a buck like 100 to 125 yeah three, three ways yeah yeah i I would love uh, the only well, only thing Pete wants that's signed by Matt Ryan is a contract on a different team, um, which I don't think we can provide him as three working class white men in Middle America. True, but Mac Jones can by just like shooting up draft boards. <laughs> oh my! Well, he he wants Justin Fields now because he's a runner boy. So yeah, I can tell he okay. like Justin Fields, dude. I keep seeing yeah. Mac Jones. He's he's still mocked in the second round, and I'm like, you fools! No way. <laughs> No way. Have you watched the draft before, Mel Kuyper? <laughs> it's not a, no fucking way. If, I'm not saying it's the right choice. Like, uh, like Mac, Mac Jones is, is fine. I, I, I don't. He's fine. He's a top. He'll he'll eventually be a top 15 quarterback, and he'll be slightly north of Ryan Tannehill is what I kind of think Mac Jones will be as a pro. But like, Jake Locker was the 10th pick. 
You mm-hmm. know, uh, mm-hmm. Christian Ponder was tw- was twelve. Josh like, Rosen was ten. Josh Rosen was ten. So like, yeah, Mac Mac Jones is going to he will. I'll eat my hat if he gets past New England at fifteen. Like, Dude, it's just it, not going to happen. And his his like profile and who he is he that much worse of a prospect than Tua was? It's like I don't think so. God, I don't think so. Mildly damning, but yeah, I I I get where you're coming from. Like, there's definitely Tua definitely does things physically that Mac Jones can't mm-hmm. do. But as far as I, I think Mac Jones is probably more accurate. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he probably throws with as good, if not better, anticipation than Tua has, which I think has been his problem since he got in the league. Is he's waiting for dudes to stand by themselves with no one around. Him for that's the that's the problem with Bama, though, man. Is that all their receivers are the best players on the field uh, every fucking time they hit the field so they're all it's just it doesn't do a quarterback any favors man that being that wide open (laughs) i'm pretty sure i can throw to Devontae smith like like no no hate to those guys but and then jalen waddles just always 15 yards past whoever was trying to cover him it's he runs an entire 0.6 of on the 40 faster than the guy trying to cover they really should have done their quarterbacks a favor and and been covered more and not get so much separation yeah guys 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 we're trying to get mac jones in the top 15 here can you get more covered please (laughs) not you Devontae. you're still bodying people at 160 pounds so he's like i'm already running slower than i can it's like oh well and i also weigh 140 pounds so there's really no excuse for me to be this open I sent Clark a very ominous text. I think it was either last week when the Bucks had lost their yeah. eight, eighty second straight game. I think it was. Um, <laughs> For a second, I thought I was thought you were serious. I'm like, there's no fucking way. No, it feels like it. It feels like yeah. it feels like I've been walking through the desert just wanting a diet right for like, <laughs> but that diet right is a win. Um, and, and I think it was to quote it. Uh, the the bucks have entered the void. There is nothing but darkness. Yes, because it, <laughs> it not only are they like bad and losing, they are bad and losing in sad, pathetic ways. And we have no capital or way to get better right. from where we are right now because we sold everything to to get Drew. So I yeah, can, can but, you, but he's missing. Can you give me hope? So, so that, can you give that me is hope. hope. That is hope, but like, ah. yeah, because the guy that you sold the farm for isn't even playing. So that's that's hope right there, man. I guess. And they're like, we're going to make a run for PJ Tucker. I'm like, what were we going to give up for it? <laughs> we got, we got, we got, oh, yeah. if you could just insert PJ Tucker onto your roster, that would be absolutely massive. But yeah, I don't, mm-hmm. no one's going to take, like, no one cares about Pat Connaughton as much as you guys do. Like, we don't even care that much. No one, <laughs> no one cares as much about Pat Connington as specifically Giannis. Like if Giannis <laughs> wasn't his yep. best friend, the dude would, would be yep. in the wind right now. I agree. He he'd be holding the water on the G League. Like not to hate on him that bad. Like he he's still a professional player. Like, sorry, Pat. But like, yeah, man. I I, I every yeah, time I watch him, I, I just don't I don't see any. No, I I see I see him on the. I think he could play really solid defense. Mm-hmm. And and that's his biggest asset, I guess. He's he's not even a consistent like wide open knockdown shooter. He he's he's short. So like he's not a guard, but he's short. So is he a small? I don't even know what position he is because he's like it looks like he's six five maybe, and I think he's a small forward. I, I don't even know because he doesn't he, ever dribble the ball. So uh. he's a software programmer, is what he is. <laughs> but he just so happens to be getting paid millions of dollars to be Giannis's best friend. <laughs> Yeah, I just decided not to watch basketball till like 2023. <laughs> um, 
Mel, your picks aren't going <laughs> to... You're not going to be done with all those first-round picks you got until about 2040. I know. This, I know. The sad thing about the Rockets, man, is like you guys have players that are can ball and that are fan favorites they just don't want to be there which sucks you know no one no one wants so to be there. so you don't have anybody to build around right now because yeah you could theoretically it's like ooh, victor oladipo all right and then john wall can hold down the reins and allows you to draft other positions you got a point but nobody wants to be there so it's like being it's, at a party you're waiting to be over it's just like oh my yeah God, i got me more fucking Bowls of punch, I can to, I drink? I gotta go to work tomorrow, <laughs> goddammit. Like, can we just fucking leave? God. Yeah, you can't leave until some guy talks about beating up his wife or whatever. Right. <laughs> so, that reference that Clark just said. Yeah, I was like, what? It, we're, 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 we're gonna expand about? on that for our listeners. Because that was just a joke for me, and I'm sitting here laughing. I'm like, why? No, this is funny. We should tell people about it. So, the Navy for us was basically just a chained together sequence of events that individually I can't actually believe happened. Um, They're just so ridiculously absurd that they'd be out of place in a sitcom. What is Uh, it? Is it like an anthology series? It kind of is. That's what it feels like. Like looking back, we just just lived an episode of black mirror. Yeah. It's just because like the, the humdrum stand straight, don't smile, put your arms at your side stuff. Just all turns to gray. And it's only these like very bright stories that come up, but we went to uh, one of the worst parties that has ever happened to humans. Um, Um, I don't like calling it a party, but go ahead. I don't like calling them humans either, but we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and push. There were like three people there, right? Is this the thing? (laughs) Yeah. Well, there was a lot of there was too too many. There was too many people there, Uh, but. Anyway, uh, th- this guy came up to me. I'm, I'm sitting, minding my own business, just waiting for the party and my existence to end because it's just <laughs> flat. And it's one of those parties where only one guy is really drunk and then everyone else is just kind of standing around watching him be drunk. <laughs> it, it, anyway, this guy comes up and sits down next to me and just starts talking to me and uh, says a bunch of stuff that passes out one year and goes the other. And then he says, hey, do you remember when our uh, like behavioral streak got broken a couple weeks ago? And quick sidebar, the Navy has this thing where if no one gets arrested for 90 days, everyone at the command gets an extra day off. You get like, a day off like, of work. Hey. For like, not going to jail, you get a day off For not going work. to jail. So if people cannot get arrested for 90 days, everyone in the command gets gets an extra day off. I won't even comment on what that says about military <laughs> culture, but moving I on. I think we might, I only remember getting like one. Yeah, we got like one we, of them. Yeah, in, I think in the five years. We yeah, yeah the in four five or five years. years we were there, we got a few. Anyways, like, you remember when that broke? I'm like, yeah, that was, because it broke at like 88. Like we were yeah. almost yeah. there. It, it was, was right like, at the end. yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. And I'm like, yeah, I remember that. It was unpleasant. And he's like, yeah, that was me. <laughs> All right. Hey, guy, I don't know. Thanks for leading with that. And I'm like, so I guess this is the part of the conversation where I say a thing. Um, What did you do? He's like, oh, well, I punched my wife in the face. Yep. Yep. And this dude might have, he might have weighed a buck 20. He was about 5'4". He yeah, about five four. He was a tiny, tiny, angry little man. Yeah, and he, like the way that he just stood there, like smiling over the top of his PBR. I'm just like, and I make my exit. <laughs> 
And that was the end of the party. So that was the reference that Clark was making about a man who did not know me coming up yeah. and then proudly admitting that he punched his wife in the face. It's a real piece of shit. Yeah, that's a piece of shit, man. I that's just remember. You, yeah, yeah. I remember you coming up, just be like, "All right, that's it. We're leaving." And I'm like, "All right, good. Yeah, like that's good." Yeah, but that's that's a navy party right there. One guy named Colt Schulter, Schulter, C H, Shoulder, Cold Shoulder, Cold Shoulder. Just getting shit faced and buying Camaros and not paying child support. Which what that's a, a lot of sailors right there. What a hero! <laughs> Thank you for your service. The, this is the same guy that at one point, when he was talking about his daughter, told me to wear a condom and then like playfully jabbed me with his elbow. And I'm like, wow, it's yep. a wildly heinous thing for you to say. <laughs> It's okay though. My daughter's a piece of shit. That doesn't. That doesn't help. Doesn't she help. still owes me money. She's un. She's unemployed. Yeah, she's yeah. seven. She's four years old. A, yeah. What a lazy piece of shit. It's like, oh my god. Oh, this is gonna be like the Navy time of year. Like the second the Super Bowl ends, and then before the combine, it's just gonna be Navy stories for us for the entire. The, su- the Super Bowl does bring up a lot of Navy stories. It's kind of weird, and then most of them are not good. No, well, because. Because that was when we started watching the Super Bowl together, mm-hmm. and that's that, oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah and and yeah. the shitty Navy parties infiltrated our house like roaches, which we also had in our Navy housing. But well, I mean, that's when we learned about like Jay Ajaji was going to pop off. Yeah, yep. um, that's that true. A good time too. Uh, fan yeah. favorite Voldemort was at our party, <laughs> and uh, was no, this was not the Super Bowl. This was the Packers Cowboys game. Mm-hmm. And he was screaming about Jay, 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 That's what he would say. <laughs> Look at Jay, 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 go! I told you he would go off. He had been at that party for thirty-eight seconds. We had not spoken at that point, but he was deeply influenced by a cocktail of alcohol and other pharmaceutical chemicals at that point. <laughs> and and then on a different, yeah, yeah. But and then he also showed up and um, said the N word a bunch of times and then disappeared for two years. <laughs> different party not the same party as the jajj one oh man uh, so, Jaya, Jaya, did, do you remember that fucking game he had though or he had like three weeks where he ran no, for so, like 200 yards or some yeah. shit this he was, was going the, bonkers that yeah. was the darkest segue into an actual football topic i think we've ever done but right. it was so that jajj thing was there was a like three to four week period where 70 percent of his games are over like 220 yards of total offense or something it was nuts yeah and that was it's funny because I was actually thinking about this the other day because like if you had him on your team, if you were a Dolphins fan, if you owned him in Dynasty, mm-hmm. if you were just invested as in him as a as a Boise State fan or, or, or whatever, like you get that feels like, oh, cool. We got something special here. This is going to be fun to watch. This is going to be fun to be part of. And I think it's important when you're evaluating guys to realize that sometimes that's just as good as a guy is. Like they're not going to get better or they could just never be that good again. And and it's the same thing with like even coming into this year. Like again, I keep dumping on this guy and this is not my evaluation. This is purely as, as an example. What if this is as good as Justin Herbert ever is? Like like this was his best year. 
That's not necessarily a bad thing, though. No, it's, it's, it's not. But like the, this assumption when we're evaluating people that people are always going to get better or that they're always going to keep this up for their entire career is is false. Or even a guy like like Des Bryant. Des Bryant for a while looked like he was going to be a Hall of Famer, and then he just like faded away into nothingness, and now he gets invited to camps. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I think I think JHI is an interesting uh dynasty topic. Um because he was he existed before our dynasty, you know, fruition. So he he's a yeah. piece that we never got to to hand, like deal with in our dynasty league. So he would have been super interesting. Um I just remember when I evaluated him, I'm not a scout, clearly. I'm sitting here mm-hmm. in a chair talking to you fucking idiots on a Wednesday night, you know. I have no real credentials, but I like to think I can assess talent at a bare minimum level. And when I was watching J.H.I.E., not just those three games, but I was like, oh, he's got wiggle, he's got pop, like he's a solid running back. I didn't mm-hmm. have too many knocks against him. Um, he had the speed when he was healthy. So, I mean, there wasn't really too much to take away. He was good enough pass catcher, so mm-hmm. on and so forth. So I would have, I guess my point being is I would have fell into the trap and if I would have owned him, I wouldn't have moved him based on those three weeks. I would have kept mm-hmm. him. Um, yeah. But, you know, this of course hindsight's twenty twenty. If you would have owned him back then, and you're in a dynasty league, and you sold him during that that crazy streak, good lord, did you get paid? And that would have been the right move. Well, and that's like an investing thing, whether you're talking dynasty or like even stocks. Like you're sitting there, it's like, oh look, it's gone up so much. I shouldn't sell though, because maybe it will go up more, and then you end up losing everything you gain. It's fear it's, of missing out. It's exactly. Promo. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it, um, yeah, I mean, you can you can speak to that more. You you fuck around with stocks and crypto and all that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah, and I'm not like a mathematician or good at. It, but one thing I've learned is like, and it applies to stocks, it applies to fantasy football, even with some trades with you, Kunzi, where it's like, look at what you've missed. And I'm like, I don't care. I made my bag. I'm happy with it. Out of sight, out of mind. Let me build with what I have. And that's kind of how I approach fantasy. And I mean, if I was a if I was a fucking GM of a, a football team, it may not work out good because you may be going down a net lower every time. But mm-hmm. I think if you if you sit there and you try to hit that peak, it's gonna go down before you know it's a peak. So try to I always try to get it on the way up rather than on the way down. So that brings me into a topic that's interesting, and I mm-hmm. agree and disagree depending on situation. So today I was reading some dynasty stuff because I need it. Um, (laughs) so, and when I'm reading these like specific things I'm about to talk about when it comes to, oh, trade this player now, go get this guy. I don't ever follow them for me. I think the main reason I read those, you know, oh, insider Clark fantasy tip, I read them to see what other people interpret those guys as. That's kind of why I read them. So there was an interesting one today of a player that I own where I was like, man, that's interesting. Um, a sell now in Dynasty League was Alvin Kamara. And it made me really stop and think. And I uh, I can agree on paper why that's a good move. The one thing those articles leave out is team construction, what other rosters look like, what your roster looks like. You can't just blanketly say, trade Alvin Kamara. That, that doesn't make any sense um, without evaluating your timeline, the rest of your roster, your equity, so it is it is a scary move too because of the value that he would be you be losing and also receive, potentially receiving it's it's interesting and it like made me really just think I was like is there any way I could actually move him what the fuck like you know it it is a interesting topic 
Well, I mean, for you, you just won a championship and your team is ready to do it again. Like, right, I mean, he's not going no anywhere. Sense. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. But I, I, I think the unspoken framing of a lot of that comments are now is the time to sell him for what Cody was talking about. You like you said, you're always chasing a peak because it's always higher, and you're always thinking you're going to get more. But like this is now as good as he was the number one player in fantasy last year. Um, his the Saints are maybe the most volatile team. Yeah, league their values are up here. in the air. Yeah, yeah, like that team could all of a sudden say nope, and then just tear it all down. And yeah, trash. Or they could go, okay, let's uh, sell out for Deshaun Watson or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Come out of nowhere and all of a sudden be the best team in the league again. You just don't know. And and so with that volatility, it's like, okay, this is my exit time. Like, I, I his 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 stock is still the highest. He, people still view him as whatever. And then I don't, I get all the stuff back for him and I don't have to navigate any of the uncertainty. I, I, I get why you're saying that. And I think if... To use an example that only ma- only makes sense in our league is um, if Crosby owned him, it's like mm, yeah, yeah okay, too far yeah, away yeah. right now for this yeah. to make any sense. Let's boop, kick that out there mm-hmm. and get three firsts or first right. and two prospects. Right. I mean, we're or, talking to a man whatever. that just traded for AJ Brown. You know, that that's not a guy. If I owned yep. AJ Brown, he's not going anywhere. You know what I mean? He, he's not leaving my roster. But again, it's roster dependent. So yeah, absolutely. But um, I guess since we're talking about that, we can dip into. Uh, Wentz, um, a move that no one could possibly see coming or take credit for calling. Um, it uh, he has officially gone to uh, the Colts, and I guess the one thing um, that I was thinking about, and I, I I can't decide how I feel about it, is let's assume that Carson Wentz, now that he's with his buddy Frank Wright, all of a sudden is what he was. Uh, during the year he almost won the MVP, that Super Bowl season, I believe it was 2016, 2017, something like that. Does that matter? If Carson Wentz is that good, does that all of a sudden make the Colts good enough to beat the Bills or the Chiefs or the Ravens? Like, Does that elevate them, or are they still just the Colts? I, I, that, that's one of the things I'm curious about, and I can't decide how I feel about that. I think it pushes them over the top. I'm not saying they're like a front runner, but I think they're very competitive. Their defense was showing up last year in games. I their defense was surprised the hell out of me last year. Mm-hmm. Um, they have they have a running game now. Like no, I think that's I think that's I think, a big so. that's a big dick move. I I, I, I think they, they can definitely beat the Bills. I agree that they they made the move to of clearly make the jump now to stay in this timeline. That's why the move was made. And what you were talking about, AJ, made me actually think today it was like evaluating that roster and you know like i evaluate that roster every year because they're always good they find a way to be good and that's what's scary now with a with a young competent quarterback and let's be honest man we, we gave philip rivers a lot of shit i mean rightfully so at times but mm-hmm. he was better than jacoby Brissett. yeah he was better than jacoby yep. Brissett. and i like to think carson wentz is better than philip rivers so that's yep. something to be said <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I, maybe. Well, because the thing is, like, which one do you get? Hmm. Like, it, it, do you get the one from last year? Or do you get the one from 2017? And uh, I, I don't think he'll be as good as he was in 2017. I think he'll be closer to that than he was to the to the ba- right. bad. Because sometimes things get so toxic that you can almost throw out all the tape. 
Like, and I really feel like the past season and a half in Philly, things just started to deteriorate in ways that I don't fully understand, uh, but still blame Jesus for. Um, so I, I don't think there's a ton of like valuable scouting that goes on in there. But uh, it, it, yeah, I, I, I tend, I guess if you like pushed me, I would say, yeah, I think they're closer to being an actual contender with, with Carson Wentz than being this sort of upper mid-tier team they were last year. Because, I mean, you also got to remember that even with that team as it was, it still pushed uh, the Bills to the brink. Like, it, mm-hmm. like in, the, in the playoffs, man, they, they, they still gave them a run for their money. So, so, so yeah, I, I, I guess I would say that, that they're a, a title contender now. Like, I think those two moves all of a sudden elevate uh, the Rams and the Colts to actual championship contention. It's, it's nuts. Yeah, th- those were definitely the plan. I mean, unless Carson Wentz is, like you said, the the 2007, or excuse me, this year's version instead of 2017, then right. it, it, and it's kind of like the Brock Osweiler move. You, you didn't you didn't knock it when they did it. It was the right move to be made. I think this was the right move yeah. to be made. And if it doesn't work, oh well. I mean, yeah, there's not like they they didn't give up that. I mean, no, no, Osweiler, no. Right? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, That's a great point too. That's a great point too. To- yeah. To 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 dunk on that analogy with a better analogy, um, it, it reminds me a little bit of Car- Carson Palmer going to the mm. Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it, you, there's a huge like variability in the player you're going to get. Did you get him when he was uh, a Raider, or are you getting him when he was taking very incomplete Bengals rosters to the playoffs? Like w- which of the two guys are you getting? And they got something closer to, but not quite equal to. Right. The, the pre-knee, pre-knee injury Carson Palmer. And that's a and, good and, that's a good analogy to conclude that Carson Wentz is going to be some type of combination of both versions. Mm-hmm. Based on exactly. the car, based exactly. on yeah, ba- yes. Carson and Carson, man. It's, they're going to I And the fact they got him and they still have their pick this year Nuts. is yeah. is kind of mind-blowing, man. Uh, and I the fact that no one else is like fuck it, here's my first to get it really kind of right. shows you the 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 tepid response teams have to Carson Wentz right now. Can, People can, are fucking cockshy, dude. Can someone explain the the market for quarterbacks? Because it, it's such a, you got to think about the entire process. How much a quarterback co- a good a co- good confident quarterback costs to get on your team? You have to spend a top five draft pick to. That's how you get him on your team. That's just no ifs ands or buts. That's just how you get him on your team. And then if it doesn't quite work out for whatever reason, team changes. He's not playing well but most times and a lot of times especially this year there's a lot of these quarterbacks are in the situation of oh they still might have something to prove and their value is not completely gone but fucking god man is is there value for in return it it just like plummets i I don't understand the it's like a used car these quarterbacks like a fucking as Mm -hmm. soon as they get drafted their value is immediately immediately lower it's so weird because if sam darnold gets moved i mean what do you realistically think he's gonna get moved for a fucking it really does sound like they they sound like he can't they can't get a second for him right that's nuts that's nuts yeah which is completely insane i i i mean honestly san francisco you don't want to give a second bro are you fucking kidding me you don't sam darnold can date big titted fucking porn stars too oh i don't know he's kind of Goofy and weird looking, but yeah, he's got a big caveman head. Yeah, weird. Yeah. And, and yet, oh shit! I never thought about. Would you describe him as punchable? 
No, because he, he he's like he's like he's like charming Goofy, and he's not he has no yeah. sense of attraction. So you're not threatened by that. You know what I mean? It, yeah, I think he's like the funny kid. Yeah, in it's class, just playful. He's playfully like, Goofy he looking. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good, good. Because good. the I ones I, I own them in Dynasty can't be punished. Right. Of course. The one and and the ones that fall into our our checkoff list are the ones that they think they could get laid. Sam Donald doesn't look like he thinks he could get laid. No. 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 But he can. He's. Yeah. Well, he's the guy that somebody's hitting on. He's like, oh, well, I better go home. Like, yeah, he's fine. You didn't take the hint. I got that, a big, yeah. glass, I, I got a big glass of milk waiting for me at home. He was like two oh, seconds golly, away. It's yeah. 930. I got to get home. He was like 30 seconds away from getting his dick sucked. And he's like, what's going on here? What's going on here? Anyway, God bless. <laughs> so... I, I guess my question is, does that mean quarterback at six for the Eagles? Yes. Uh, I, I mean, I want to say yes, but I don't think they will. I, I think it should be. I think that's I where think I think that's where receiver goes. But mm-hmm. And it looks more and more like Pitts might also be in play there. I've and, seen some, yeah, mm-hmm. I've seen some drafts that where Pitts was going there as well, which I... I, I guess makes sense. Isn't there who's their tight end? There they had two tight ends there. It was Dallas. Uh, and Zacherts. Dallas Goddard, Zacherts Dallas is gone. Yeah, Goddard was killing mm-hmm. it, but he's oh he's gone. He's gonna he's be. gonna be. Yeah, he's gonna be. Oh, okay. It sounds like that's Got another it. guy they cannot trade. Yeah, they can't. They can't get anything for. Yep, man. So yeah, so. I don't know, man. I, I, I think that's a crazy landing spot if he does go there, man. Um, having two tight end sets like that with with talent levels that those guys have that's something you want to have i i I really hate that i have to start putting my thoughts on draft picks on tape the same year that justin fields and kyle pitts are prospects because um i feel like i like both of them but my takes on them are going to earn me a lot of hate (laughs) like i I like justin fields i just like the other guys more than justin fields Mm -hmm. and I feel like people are too high on Kyle Pitts. Um, and it's, I, I don't think it's because he's a bad player. He's not a bad player. I think he is just way closer to Evan Ingram than he is to Rob Gronkowski, which you are assuming he's going to be if you're taking a tight end in the top five picks. Like, that's the kind of player you're expecting to be. And it's just because part of what causes guys like Gronkowski and and Kelsey and Hunter Henry and even guys that are much less talented but super useful like 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 Bob Tanyan yeah. to be matchup issues is you can put them in the line and then you have to treat him like he could actually block or he mm-hmm. could actually run a route. For sure. You you sure. can't do that. Like I mean Kyle Pitts is not going to allow you the matchup opportunities those other players will he will still just be a really tall fast strong guy <laughs> which will always have value and in and a good football player so like it, it i i just think that like people need to like chill out a little bit on him he's gonna be good he's gonna be really good i just don't think he's gonna be a a top six player like i think you need to kunzi's god already can i'm gonna say it. kunzi's gonna fucking fillet yeah. me here god is he gonna fillet yeah. me Yep. I'm going to compare this to basketball in regards to what are the two easiest things to do in both respective sports. And I, and I mean that in regards to your yeah. new your new prospect, freshly drafted, what is the easiest thing to develop? Basketball, that's shooting. Football, that's okay. blocking. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm not as afraid. So you're saying the skills can be learned. Yes. Yeah. I, I yes. Like, I, I 100% agree with you on that. I was going to say, like, you can learn blocking. You can, yep. I, I just, he's got the hard part down in my and the, the size and the physicality. And yeah. If you're that big, right. you can learn how to block. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, go ahead, man. I, I knew, go ahead. I knew <laughs> my, my, my eyes are screaming. Um, <laughs> I had a disclaimer. It's, it's, I knew this shit was coming. Yeah, Let's hear it. it, it it's, so it's, it's as intricate of a thing to do is anything on the football field. Um, especially at the level in the NFL where things like hand placement are just massive. <laughs> and, and so can you faux jam him into the line and ask him to pretend to be a tight end? Yes. Can he reach block Von Miller? No. <laughs> so, no. Oh, um, listen, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely yeah. not taking away from the craft. And I understand there's yeah. nuances that, and, yeah. and there's gaps, you know. But from elite yeah. to just passable. But I, what I guess my point was being at his level, what he can do in regards to the other offensive skill in in route running, mm-hmm. pass catching, being physical, he just needs to be just good enough. Like if yeah, you're yeah. if he's a better blocker than just slightly better blocker than Evan Ingram, he's he's worthy of that five to eight range draft pick. I mean, okay, just, yep. all right, f- f- fair enough. I it, it's again, it's just one of those takes that's like nuanced enough to get me shit. So it's just like <laughs> eh, whatever. <laughs> fine, Kyle Kyle picks one one. Take him over Trevor. <laughs> it's fine. One one. I don't, I, don't, I don't give a shit. Got do it. it. Do it. I don't care if he can block. Take him. <laughs> I don't give a shit if you can block, yeah. And, and and I do think it's like, ugh, I do hate that fucking Skip Bales thing. Well, he can't block. <laughs> it's like, no, no, right, no, right. no, no. He's incredibly good and talented. He just doesn't offer you that the same, like, legendary mismatch, uh, mismatch ability that those other guys do. Which is but you, you do bring up a good point, yeah. you, and I'll, like, transition yeah. that into Dynasty. It's You do have yeah. to think about that because... He will if he's not if he doesn't turn you have to if you're drafting him in dynasty with an early pick you have to pretty much be all mm. in in regards to oh he's gonna develop blocking or he is already has that skill set and it'll translate bam he can block because that translates to dynasty points the more he's on the field more opportunity volume so yep. forth so forth dynasty points so you bring up a good point well and, and the thing is especially when you're taking him in dynasty where you're probably gonna have to take him in the first round yep. You need him to be at the very least, the very least, you need him to be Darren Waller, and for that to pay off. That's like, like because j- just because the gap between the third best tight end and the sixth best tight end is like ten points a game. All right, like you it, made it. You it, just made a, a good big, argument right there. Okay. Yeah, a yeah. big gap. It's a big gap. So if you want to fuck around because you can get guys like hunter henry just by fucking around and no, you're making a good point i was going to argue that but that I'm, I'm going to shut up you're right no you're 100 right yeah so i mean that, that that is very specifically a, a dynasty thing like for what darren waller what darren waller does for your team what hunter henry does for your team are a distance apart but not as great as it is from a fantasy standpoint but yeah so th- th- that's my hit my like eyebrow raise at him for for fantasy is just like ooh, that's a very steep investment for something that has is very difficult to actually make it pay off for you yeah but so. you you have to also take the league price values in in consideration mm-hmm. too because every other let's just say premier prospect tight end went early to late second 
uh, one went in the first. Hawkinson was a first-round dynasty draft pick. Fant, Gesicki, yep, second-rounders. Um, so the price has already been set. I'm going to go and tell you, Pitts is going in the first round. There's just no way yeah, that he yeah, does 100% not. Yeah, 100% is. Absolutely. And is. even if you're, and if it's not Darren Waller, that's still how much he costs. You know, you just you mm-hmm. miss, and it happens a lot. So. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm mildly critical of that economy, but it, it's the same thing with quarterback. Like, investing big in a quarterback, you need them to be hitting, like, 32 points a game for to make <laughs> to, any sort of I agree. Like, sense. Yeah. So... Yeah, because there's, there's just enough that if you don't have one of the top three guys, like I'll, I'll roll with it. I'll roll with it. I'll I'll be Pete and own Kirk Cousins and Ben Roth. Yeah, no, you're right. And you bring up a topic yeah. I kind of want to help you, or I want you guys to help me uh, flesh out. Because let's think about the okay. the upper tier quarterbacks, right? How were most of them gotten? They were pretty much just fucking handed to you, like Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. You you got him at mm-hmm. stupid value. Lamar Jackson, what did you draft at the fourth round? Like what? I second to last. Yeah, no, I got him. It like, was a startup startup draft. You got him in. Mm, yeah, it was, was it like the second to Jesus last? Jesus Christ! Yep. No, it was it? No, it I thought it was the first rookie draft. Wasn't, it wasn't. No, you're right. You're right. It wasn't. It was the it first wasn't. rookie. Yeah, it right. was like it was either the second fourth, to last. Or yeah, it was fourth or fifth round. I'm like, yeah. hey, he runs fast. I'll pick him up. So okay. who who was the the highest value? Like I guess taken in regards to you know like a top a five. To, yeah, just like Tua. Joe Burrow went two four. That's and, the highest anyone's ever. Paid. That's oh. the highest anyone's ever paid and. Mm-hmm. He is still a question mark, so he's a bad scale. I mean, I paid a late second for Kyler, and that that feels completely worth it. I mean, that feels completely worth it yeah, to yeah. me. Hundred percent, absolutely was. Yeah, yeah, that, that was a that was a big deal yeah. for your team to have a, a a consistent thirty point a week guy. But then, I mean, guys like uh, I mean Justin Herbert, I mean, are just getting plucked. They're getting plucked fourth, for free. Right? Like yeah. it's you know. So yeah. I'm I'm. In the fence, or I'm I'm in the same in the, in the ballpark that Burrow is right there in that fringe first round two. I see him going mm-hmm. uh, eight, nine, ten in that range, possibly eleven, mm-hmm. twelve, depending on you know how the draft falls. But that's a that's a lot to pay. It's, it, is, it is a lot. I, I I think again, Trevor Lawrence will go in the first round this year, and it's just because people need quarterback all of a sudden very bad in certain spots. Like there's a lot of teams that are quarterback away, and and also the the thing is you can fuck around a little bit more with quarterbacks too and just accumulate them because the shelf life on them is longer. Mm-hmm. It's like the only thing in Dynasty that gives you 15 years of production is, That's true. is a good quarterback. Yeah, because it, it's weird because like once you have it and they're established, the price goes way up. <laughs> but no to one get will pay it. No, 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 no one will pay it. No, no one will ever pay no. it. Except for except for Lauren trying to get Patrick Mahomes, but I will, won't give him up. Dude, she's well, actually trying to legit pay for him, man, and she's paying know, a fair price. But but I get it. Really? I, I don't know. She's yeah. she's paying fair fair value. Um, mm-hmm. And Carson Wentz went for a first. I mean, that's fair. Which is could be enjoyable. worth it all of a sudden. That's why I said it's fair. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it, I think it's fair. And hell, I may look like the asshole at the end of the day. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> I did. Did you guys enjoy the drunk Tom Brady fucking around on boat stuff? Yes, I I, I did. Personally. I loved it. Yeah, I, I loved, loved it. it. I loved it. It was a human being for five seconds, and I, the fact that people lost their fucking minds, like some some people lost their minds, not everyone. I was just like, let them have fun. Yeah, I yeah. I didn't find anything I, wrong with it at all. 
I also yeah. love the spectacle that championship parades have become. Like I like they're actually like interesting to me now. Like shirtless JR. Right. Yes, I'm here for it. Let's right. t- take off your shirt, JR. Let's do it. Um when uh, Jason Kelsey was dressed up in that ridiculous mm-hmm. suit mm-hmm. and then drunk Tom Brady on boats th- throwing the fucking party. Well, I got like six of these in my garage, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like throwing it across the other boat. Like, yeah, that's that's fantastic, man. I, I I do think that sometimes we give like too much credit. Like, oh my God, that sports guy is so funny. His sense of humor is great. It's like, no, he's just, he's just kind kind of funny sports guy. I think people sometimes celebrate like human beings, like all oh, these sports guys aren't robots. They're actually people. I think they get celebrated a little bit too much sometimes, but uh, at the same time, uh, kind of knowing Tom Brady's journey where he's like, okay, I've been in fucking boot camp for 20 years now. Can I please get out and go someplace fun? And then right. does it has success. And like yeah. that, that I find very enjoyable. Like, well, personally. that's what I meant. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, People in sports have fun all the time. Yeah. I just don't imagine Tom Brady ever having fun. So that's why I was just like, it was like a human. More, well, like, I mean, I figured he'd have. I assumed he was. I figured he'd, he'd be having fun. It's just, you don't, he's like Sasquatch. You, you don't have. Motherfucker has a. He's not going to be on camera having fun. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, but you, yeah. have you seen his moat? I haven't. Like, I don't know any. Moats like, aren't fun. People that own <laughs> moats are not fun. I don't know. I just, I'm surprised that a camera was on. While he was having fun, that's what I'm surprised about. Not the fact that he was having fun. I'm sure he has fun. Like, nah. Have you seen his wife? He has fun. Oh yeah, he, he has, has fun. Time. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but yeah, I bet he just zelled on her chest. God, Jesus. <laughs> you can cut that. I don't know. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I'm keeping that. That was absurd. Uh, you you brought up a good point, uh, AJ, about the the value of like legend stuff compared, dude. For some reason, like these young blood stuff is just going for top dollar, man. I don't understand it. Like a Lamar Jackson jersey on there is like 160 bucks or something. But then you'll you know you'll see somebody like I don't know, like the Michael Vick jerseys. They're you know a fraction of the price. And it's like what the fuck. Huh? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Didn't you say you got like an Earl Campbell for like 50 bucks? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 100%. What the, what the fuck? It's completely insane. Yep. Like, yeah, it's absurd. Well, uh, one of the sports card guys I watch on YouTube was talking about that today. He's like, yeah, I think in about 20, like, so the big thing is Mickey Mantle rookie cards right now are selling for like $115,000. Like they're, they're, they're huge, big money cards. And he goes, and he goes, in about 20 years, those are going to be almost worthless, he said, because no one's going to remember seeing Mickey Mantle play. They will have remembered seeing Michael Jordan play, and people will give a shit about that. Mm-hmm. And and so those those will be the cards that will be worth, you know, $150,000 or whatever. Yeah, interesting. And he goes, and I, I think we're kind of seeing that, especially because, like, there isn't a bunch of Super Bowl memories of Earl, of Earl Campbell or anything. He's he's a great of the sport, but he came from an era of football where like it was a lot closer to how baseball is now, where like it's okay to be bad, haha. <laughs> just come and watch football. It isn't just being at the spark at, at the at the park great? You know, it only costs fifteen dollars to come to the game and you get a hot dog or blah blah. Like it, it, there was a lot more like a caretaker ownership in the nfl dude it's the equivalent it's, so like, it's it's the equivalent of buying a russell westbrook signed sneaker in 35 years exactly yes exactly exactly like he was a part of an 
era. Mm-hmm. Like he was one of the play like Russell Rus- uh, Westbrook. He's part of the history of the last decade of the NBA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. H- however, he's more part of the oral history. Of yes. The NBA, Correct. Where you, you had to have been there and to tell stories. And like, man, did you know for 17 years he straight he had triple doubles did you know that yeah that's right great. right it's like it's like cool but like lebron won all the championships so i'm gonna spend all the money on, on his shit like you, you know yeah. it's yeah it's it's it, it's that thing we argue about being the best and being the greatest like, yeah it, championships matter man big time they do whether it yeah whether it's fair because again you're part of a team like all that matters is fucking winning man like it's, it's all that fucking matters so yeah especially when it comes to history and legacy man like I'm surprised no one talks about Dan Marino, dude. No one. No one gives no. a shit about Dan Marino. No one cares. Dan Marino merch is fucking worthless right now. And he's one of the best, still, you could argue, is maybe the best pure passer in the history of the right. game. But it doesn't matter. Well, he never won I think it might have something to do with the fact he never evolved. Because, like, Charmander cards don't really go for anything, but the Charizard <laughs> first edition still go for, like, 254000 So if he would have actually chosen to evolve, you know, near the, like, fifth season... <laughs> He might, his cards might be going for something. You can't be you can't be mad about that. What what does the next evolution of Dan Marino look like? Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> he's like a big fat Samoan guy. It's like <laughs> Dominica, so he's throwing out slinging slinging footballs out there. Dar uh, Dan Marinosaurus or something like that, and he has like he has fire coming out of his eyes. I I I, I don't know. Oh, Dan Marino's Earth type man. Or Earth type. Yeah, chill with that. So he turns into a giant rock snake. <laughs> Call yourself a football fan. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> yes, Don't even at me, son. Oh, man. Aren't you glad to have me back on the yeah, podcast? Yeah, I actually yeah, am, man. I'm, Actual I'm, I'm, good conversation. I, I, I miss the happy fuck out of you just as a person, but also, <laughs> Pete's not talking about Charizard. We love Pete, too, but... He's like needs to crank up his Pokemon knowledge. Well, He's gonna he stick doesn't on the lose show. power for half a week either. So. Dude, do you, how, do you have any cool blackout stories to tell us? I, I was because you were stuck in the great Ted Cruz blackout of 2021. <laughs> oh fuck, um, not really, man. It it sucked. Um, I didn't have power for like three days. Um, we went to my friend's house who did have power, and then his power went out. And then he came to our place because we had power. By the time he got to our place, our power was gone. So we were just sitting here drinking beer uh, in front of our gas fireplace. It seemed like an eternity. And then they did rolling blackouts. So every like hour or so it would come on. So we're like, oh shit, we got to charge our phone and charge everything. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, dude, it was, it was super dumb. It wasn't even cold. That was the most, it was like, it was six, which, okay, yes, is cold. But you live in Wisconsin. You know what I'm talking about. Like, I know. It was like negative wind is three for right. a week. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It was not that bad. Um, but yeah, the infrastructure is just kaputs. Wow. You didn't have no to like resources. like eat your dogs or burn all your books to stay away or anything like that? Well, no. It's Texas. We burn all of our books anyway. So, <laughs> so yeah. Fantastic. I figured I'd get it out of the way before one of you fucking. <laughs> one thing going around right now is that Aaron Jones is going to Miami. Wow, that really? that's yeah. sec- that's actually really sexy. Good lord, that team is no, not a joke, or not gonna be a joke. Not at all. They're man. already decent. That's scary. Yeah, yeah. Because the thing is, it's like 
Um, the thing that the Packers have never seemed to figure out is that um, he's really fucking good. Um, and they just don't ever seem to appreciate that. And the fact that they don't have any interest in keeping him is making me like pull off my own face one pinch at a time. Like I just, I, 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 I cannot, cannot comprehend. He was such a huge part of the offense. The games where he was in and the games that he was not in was, was night and day. Like how many games were we like about ready to lose? It's like, oh yeah, Aaron Jones is really good. Boop. And then they 70 yards and it's. It's it's so frustrating because like, it makes me feel even worse that we fucking cocked up that NFC Championship game, man. It was like that was the last ride. Yeah, and, and, and I don't. Well, I don't know. Ready to say that, but his fantasy yeah. value in Miami, good Christ, good happy Christ, man. Yeah, that is as good a situation I think as you can walk into. Yep. Someone someone is gonna pay him. He's gonna make twelve million a year probably, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but like he's gonna be worth it. Someone's gonna get a, a steal getting him in free agency it's, it's completely nuts yeah i mean and as versatile as he is like yeah i mean he he's gonna be good literally on any team i mean the uh the i like that almost as much as the hypothetical dream scenario where him and deshaun watson oh, that was great in yeah carolina like that that's the only thing i can think of how are you doing with that buddy how's your emotional uh deshaun watson sort of process doing i'm numb i I don't know. I <clears throat> he's gonna show up to camp. I saw a meme. I was like, he's gonna show up to camp, like James Harden, just <laughs> completely like, fat, <laughs> like fat suit on. Be like, oh, you guys are gonna trade me? Well, shit. I guess I'm not not in shape now. I I don't know, man. Like, it, it it's kind of a catch twenty two. Is like as a football fan, it kind of does suck that it feels like we're just gonna waste his talent. Um, but at the same time, as a Houston fan, it's like, don't trade our last piece. Don't do that. I don't know. It, it's it's shitty. I don't know. What what about you guys? Like, what do you as an outsider? Um, what do you what do you think? You guys think? I mean, I, mean, I think okay. if he yeah, wants to be traded, you gotta trade him. Yep. You gotta yeah. get as much as you can. And, At least try to get something. Yep. Um, I don't know. Um, and our, our GM's like, oh, we're we're not going to trade, not for trade. I don't know if he's just trying to drive up the price. I don't know if he's just trying to make a statement. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Well, and I think the thing that, like, Deshaun Watts, I mean, not to speak for the actual Houston fan here, but I think, like, the fact that Deshaun Watson is kind of the symptom, not the disease, as far as the situation, and the fact that you're ownership is that bad <laughs> and that it's the one thing you cannot escape from is right. it, it, that's like the the real dark darkness of that whole situation like you can get a thousand first round picks back but if no one wants to play because your owners are racist dickbag and right. that's saying something when like almost all of the owners are racist dickbags like that's you know that's a huge thing like like <laughs> Yeah, being an yeah. asshole among the racists is truly, truly an accomplishment. Because do you remember a couple of years ago when they were kneeling and he said something like, "You can't let the inmates run the, pr- yeah. run the prison <laughs> yeah. or whatever." Yeah, it's just dude, like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, I, I remember that shit. See, because this is something else, man. Because I, I was thinking about this when it came to like, like, like Urban Meyer too. Just because, like, I, I think Urban Meyer is like a is a is a very fascinating person that I don't think is actually going to have uh, 
much success is I think there's a, a weird mentality um, among certain owners and certain coaches where they're really, really, really good at being an owner or a coach or just a businessman. And then not only bad at everything else, but like bad at like being a person outside of that. So like, obviously Cal McNair is an wildly successful businessman and owns his own sports team and all that kind of stuff. But literally every other part of how he interacts with the world is prickly and awful. And I think the same can be said about Urban Meyer where like, when you're in college and you have a complete and utter control over your program and the people that are playing for you, like you don't need to be good at that stuff. Like, because you're my prisoner here or when you're a giant CEO of, um, tacos, I don't know what fucking Cal McNair does to make all of his money besides own a football team. I, I don't know, but whatever he is, I'm sure he's really good at it, but no one else wants to work with you or for you. Like it kind of stops working once the people that are the labor are millionaires and actually have real life leverage. Right. Yeah. Cause he has real life leverage. Like uh, the McNair taco stands when you have a bunch of kids working at them that make seven, like $17 a week or whatever. Like they have no, they have no leverage when you have Deshaun Watson, who's a multimillionaire. He's like, yeah, no, I can just like stop anytime. Like it's, it's cool. <laughs> like I can just completely sure. fucking stop. Interesting point. And yeah. It's, it, yeah, and it's the same uh, with him in Jacksonville. When the f when you're at Ohio State and no one can do anything except play for you at Ohio State, you can hire shitty, dumb coaches that are racist or wife beaters or whatever, and no one can really say anything. But when all you when they have leverage and people can decide where to go, and the first thing you do as a coach is hire a guy that got fired from Iowa for being too racist <laughs> in Iowa, people are gonna go. Yo, dude, what the fuck? I don't really right. what like whoa. <laughs> That's a terrible fucking first impression. So I, I I think it's interesting to see like the kind of breed of human that isn't successful in the NFL. Um, so I I've been thinking about that a lot lately when it comes to those two guys and like how yeah. I mean I mean that's a really interesting thought. Yeah. Um, unfortunately. To own a team, I think I think there's two different things here: owning a team or running a team. Mm -hmm. To own a team, who gives a? I mean, I give a shit, but who, they don't give a shit. They have all the money in the fucking world to be able mm -hmm. to own a team. They don't. They don't give a fuck. Multi multi billions. Yep. Yeah, like nothing's gonna touch them. However, to like run a team, I mean, maybe it's just a symptom of the NFL being kind of old school and slowly catching up to today's just normal standards because you can't get away with that shit in a company. Are you fucking kidding me? You're going to, you're out. Well, um, I, yeah, yeah. I, th I think TC can comment on this a little bit. We, we've kind of seen that change happen in the NBA way faster and better than it has in the NFL. Like the kind of people that are buying teams now in the NBA are way different. And hmm. the fact that people in the NBA that are still a little awful have learned to shut up. <laughs> and kind of kind of disappear <laughs> um it is also i think important because nfl guys man they love it being the fucking maiden carved into the front of the pirate ship man like they just love to be right out there saying shit there's so, there's way more like not just players coaches but players are, like there, it's just more camaraderie in the nba in regards to the relationship between in the business aspect you know from player to management um, I think a, some, I think some of that plays in a part in that 
the NBA is a face league, so you have characters and you have personality, and then the NFL is like so far against that where they don't they just want the helmet to stay on. They don't want these these guys to have actual faces. They just want to just just keep shutting those cell doors and letting these guys stay behind mm-hmm. them. That's yeah, that's actually really that it's 100% true cuz really the only way unless you're like really into football and watch like podcasts that they get on you don't ever see the like players. Fucking all-state commercial. It's the only time you really get to see yep. them. Yeah, that's I've never really thought about that. That's really true. Well, and and I think the NFL has, I guess, not. We kind of open this a little, this pick at the scab a little bit. Like the NFL has a nasty history with that of like just legitimately not giving a shit yep. to the point that we're like pu- like turning their brains into pudding, and it took like damn near sixty years for someone to go, let's make new helmets and <laughs> like put put rules in place so that we don't keep killing people, and so we don't have Hall of Famers killing themselves because their brains hurt so bad. Which that. Like, I, it, all those points you just made, it, it actually was a conversation I was having with somebody um, earlier. I think we were talking draft and we were talking running back value in, early in the draft. And I still can't believe that that's just acceptable in today's standards with, with you know, like you just said, the medical, you know, we know that these guys are getting their shit blasted and their heads aren't working right when they're done. And it's like, okay, <laughs> let's let's take... All right, Johnny, you're fucking 14 years old and you play running back for your high school or whatever, 14-year-olds, I don't know how old that is. And then you play running back for four years before you even make it to a, a serious competitive level. Now you're at the college level. You play for another three years. That's seven to eight years of just bang, bang, bang in your head. And then it's like, okay, you were really good that whole time you were doing that. We're going to draft you five overall awesome man i'm gonna get paid moderately for you know based on a fifth round pick value yeah well what we're gonna do is use you up for four years and then you're not gonna we're gonna either franchise you or just let you walk and good luck getting a real payday thanks buddy yeah, it's it's yeah I, I guess that's been something that's been brought up a little bit in like collective bargaining it like has to be yeah, yeah yeah it has I, to be yeah because I, I mean i played high school ball and like I have lesions on my brain. Like I have, I'll lose track of sentences. I mean, you can hear me on the show sometimes start talking and then like, uh, where was I going with that? Like I, it, it happens to everyone, man. Like it's, it's a damaging sport. And, um, I was reading a book called like the thinking man's guide to football. And it was written by, uh, Dr. Z who's like this old school sports illustrated writer. And he's writing in the seventies. And I could not fucking believe just the complete openness that he was talking about. Yeah, everyone's full of steroids all the time. Like everyone's just taking steroids. We're all full of steroids. I'm, they just gave them to me when I walked in out of the locker room. Everyone's just shooting up and like. Like, I think part of the reason they have that is all these guys are just fucking juiced to the brim. <laughs> like just all of them. <laughs> They're giant mutants slamming into each other as hard and fast as they possibly can and and they've never ever like baseball like pretended to give a shit briefly and actually from a PR standpoint went way worse than if they had done nothing but like the NFL has never even close to pretended to care that their people are destroying their internal organs and eventually their brains on Drano that they inject to make themselves giant. Yeah, so... So Russell Wilson's back in the news. <laughs> oh, Jesus. 
Dude, they're bringing what, this what shit. Do do, what do you do They're now? bringing this shit up again, man. I was sitting there today and I couldn't. I thought like, thought maybe I was asleep and I was dreaming, or I had got transferred back in time. I, I, it was, those were only two acceptable reasons. But no, it was the present day of what is it, February twenty fourth, and they're like, yeah, he, he still he wants. That. Yep, he's gonna get out of there. He's got to be. Yep, he wants out. Russell's moving. I don't know why they're still bringing this story up, man. I I I don't either, man. I, I it has to be just the giant churning meat processing plant that is ESPN, just needing shit to talk about. Like I I, I can't. There's, yeah. It's completely intellectually vapid that they would actually consider a guy going, "Hey, I would like to not <laughs> constantly be be assaulted by three hundred fifty pound men all the time." Can you please get me my own 350-pound men to stop the 350-pound <laughs> men from doing this to me? Like if, if Russell Wilson was on the franchise tag and he's like, man, I'm really sick of getting hit. I'd be like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. Yeah, he might. I wonder where he's going to go. But the dude is locked up, signed, sealed, delivered. He is Seattle's. Like the... Or if he hadn't been there for 14 years yep, already, yep. And had, this is not the worst situation he's been in. Yeah, the... <laughs> This is like a fucking cakewalk to other scenarios that he's been in there. Doesn't make yeah. any sense. This offensive line looks like the fucking Harlem Globetrotters compared <laughs> to what some of the ones he sat behind, man. Like, right. And the fact that this is also, I think, going to be interesting is there are multiple $20 million a year offensive linemen about to hit the free agent market right now. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be as rich of a free agent market for offensive linemen as we have ever seen. And I would not be surprised if two of them end up in Seattle now. Like, I I think they need that because like that was the only thing that kept them from I think being one of the best offenses in the league. So. In the beginning, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They were. I think at one. They were for the first like four weeks. They were the best offense in the league. An offensive line and Pete Carroll are the only thing keeping them from being <laughs> the best offense in the league. <laughs> which one's easier to solve? Just on the side with his shirt off. Yeah. Which problem's easier to solve? <laughs> Hmm. Offensive linemen are expensive and rare. To get rid of Pete Carroll, you need like just a rock. So like technically, <laughs> they're, it's they're probably, cheap. Like, they don't cost a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you can just find them. <laughs> hey Pete, bop. <laughs> <laughs> that was taken care of easily. All right, now let's yeah, get these linemen. Super easy. Anyway, <laughs> yep, let's get these linemen. Here, hold this, Pete. <laughs> Oh, man. So this this episode, we opened with talking about a real-life case of domestic assault, and we closed with a hypothetical scenario where we beat Pete Carroll to death. Like a 73-year-old man. Perfect. What a great... It's like a sandwich. Perfect. Uh, All right, guys. I think that's going to do it for this week on Football Hot Boys. Thank you so much for joining us again this week. If you want to hear more from us during the week, Please follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at Wisco Coonsy. You can follow uh, Cody at Coderius1 and Clark at TC131 Hot Boys and the show at HB uh, underscore HBO Max. HBO Max. (laughs) Follow HBO Max on Twitter. (laughs) Man, I I haven't fucked that up in a couple weeks, man. So that was good. FB underscore Hot Boys. That's the one. That's what it's at. So anyway, follow us on that. It's going to be like, why do we have, we just got three more followers. What the hell? This is Justin Eaton guy that's following us now. 
anyway, join us next week. We can talk more actual football. All right. Anyway, stay hot out there, boys. Peace. Bye.